heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Listen, I, I think back uh, historically uh, to our country and uh, think back to um, uh, a lot of foreign incidents we've had where we, we always, always, always had uh, uh, the mission and the passion that we never leave Americans behind. That That's just it. I mean, you remember there have been examples where we have fought like hell with countries for, you know, two or three people. And uh, it, it just is, and, and it's an American principle, um, just as well as the one I told you about the other day, we don't negotiate with terrorists, right? <laughs> well, both of those are, have certainly been changed here. They're both out the window, and it, it, uh, it's beyond reason that, uh, that it's happened and that we're really talking about this. Now, there's gonna be, I, I believe, I predict with you right now, a lot of pushback on this, and there very well should be, uh, certainly in the weeks ahead, over the next month or two, uh, this uh, president or whatever you want to call him, uh, Biden, uh, a lot of people are having trouble with that, putting the word president in front of Biden. I, I fully understand that. I'm not trying to be a smart, smart ass here, but, uh, you know, I totally get it uh, because the kinds of things he's doing and the decisions he's making are not presidential. Uh, very clearly, you know. Well, his approval ratings are dropping like a rock band. They are plummeting. I mean, to give you a couple of examples here, since really early August here, uh, the numbers in the real clear politics average uh, were running about 51, 52%, and they're now hovering down around 45%. And that's an average, keep in mind. I've seen polls and numbers that have them in the 30s, uh, to be clear. So it's an average. And the 538 average uh, was around 51.5%, now down to 46%. So so I think at this point, you can probably call this buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse. And uh, listen, and the thing I've been saying to you as well that has not been lost on me is I don't hear a lot of screaming, yelling, and bitching from the left right now. The Democrats, they're sort of quiet. You notice that? You don't hear a lot from that, frankly. They're, what are they going to do? What, how do you how do you defend a loser? I mean, that's you, you just can't defend a loser. So I think those people have kind of have their tail between their legs and kind of seen what happens next. I mean, they, they know Biden is a buffoon. Uh, they know that he is not capable of being in there. Uh, but many of them still voted for him because it was it was the sort of election where anyone but Trump. I mean, they would have put the janitor in there if they had to, you know. Uh, there's another thing beside this Afghanistan debacle, which really showcased the foreign policy of this uh, supposed leader here. Uh, I mean, it, it put it on steroids for everybody to see, for the world to see the embarrassment here. I mean, this is not strength. This is not peace through strength at all. This is lay down and let your enemies run all over you is what this is. Uh, but, you know, you got to keep in mind there's another point to this, people. It's it's not just Afghanistan, but the way he's handled COVID, uh, the economy, my golly, I mean, the inflation, uh, the energy. Look at our, we've gone from energy independent to becoming, you know, the Middle East is bitch again, is what will happen there, you know. 
And uh, so all of these things, the immigration, the southern border, don't forget their crime. I mean, law and order, all of that kind of thing. So, you know, these things are real world impact they have. And so, yeah, the president's ratings are dropping. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them start to drop into the 20s. And then you even wonder who, who the hell is the 20 or 30 percent that's still defending the president? Well, these are people who clearly have rocks in their heads. I mean, they're not paying attention to real stuff here. They just, you know, these are these are ideologues who, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, he's a Democrat. We love him. We love him. That's what that's all about. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's silly, silly as hell. Um, but here's the other thing that's happening right now is uh, you, you, they're praying. You know what they're praying for right now? Let me tell you what they're praying for. Here's what they're praying for, right? I'm talking about Biden and his cabal is the best way to put that deal, okay? Here's what they're praying for. They're praying right now for another world event or something that can change the news cycle. That's what they're praying for. Absolutely. They don't really give a rat's petunia what it is exactly. They're just happy to have something that will change this narrative immediately. Now, mark my words here you're gonna start to see other things start to percolate. You're gonna, because this news cycle we have is very short and they also know that Americans have very short memories. They know that we really don't pay attention. The vast majority of people, they don't eat this stuff for breakfast and they know they'll just move on to the rest of the problems in their lives. And they'll forget the screw ups and the stranded people we left in Afghanistan. That's what they're hoping for. I'm telling you right now, they're hoping for a new cycle change. They're praying and they're going to help create it as well. They're going to help put some stuff. You'll start seeing it very shortly. There'll be things that will happen and things that will percolate. And of course, much of the news media will, will oblige and they'll jump in with him. They'll jump into a sinking canoe as they've been doing right along. Uh, most of them will actually. Uh, that's part of the problem we have is this stupid ass fourth estate this media is outrageously ridiculous that's been the big problem all along through all the things we've been dealing with uh, for some time here so all right so the pentagon admits that we probably have they're guessing eh, they're saying about 250 americans roughly maybe possibly that uh, wanted to leave uh, kabul and was stranded there. Of course, maybe because you padlocked the damn airport, you didn't let them in would make part of the problem as to why a lot of people didn't get in there, you think? <laughs> I mean, there are reports of that happening. So many people were refused and kept going back day after day and couldn't get into the airport. What do you do then, right? So there, there, you know, there's that kind of storyline as well. We don't really know how many actually uh, we're speaking of Americans and then the refugees and the partners we had out there. You know, these were people who were looking uh, for uh, another road, another path forward. And they put it all out there, uh, including their their life and their uh, their safety, knowing that when the Taliban comes knocking on their door now, these people are barbaric. They are, as I told you, they're, they're, there's no more. This is Satan on Earth. These people are beyond evil. These are the same cats that remember a few years ago, we got a, a glimpse into their soul when they lined up all the cats on the waterside in orange suits and chopped their heads off one by one, a bing and a bing and a bing and a bing all the way down. And this is what these people live for. They kill people to send them to Allah and all the virgins. That's their whole strategy here. And then, of course, they put the suicide bombs on and the rest of it. This is an ideology that is so barbaric. It brings it back 1,400 years, back to the 7th century, for God's sakes. 
they haven't kept up with the rest, and nor will they ever, and they'll never change their ideology either. This, this is a, uh, this is an enemy. This is an. You can take your poison here, or pick your poison between this enemy or China. But the, and and they're at odds as well. But they also partner when they need to, and you can bet China is there scooping up a lot of uh, the winnings from Afghanistan. That'll surely be happening as well here. Uh, uh, Congressman Mike Gallagher says hundreds of Americans and thousands of our Afghan allies have been left behind enemy lines. This is not a mission accomplished. This is a complete disgrace. Now he's authored a bill and he's trying to compel U.S. forces to stay. He was trying to get them to stay in Afghanistan until every willing evacuee got out uh, is what he was trying to push for. You know, the thing is, you don't remove the military before you get the regular folks out. You, that, that's never been done. I don't that thinking or that strategy. That's a disgrace from the high up and the woke generals and the military leaders who clearly have uh, not been. I mean, these people were. I, I, it's a to think what they've got on their hands right now. The blood they all have on their hands is absolutely remarkable. Um, you know, uh, Senator Steve Daines out of Montana. He says. Uh, you know, Americans last flight left Afghanistan, even though we still don't know the total number of Americans trapped behind enemy lines. It's unforgivable. And many Democrat leaders are outraged as well. Now, they do it more in private because the one thing you have to applaud or admit with the Democrats and the left is they do everything in sequence. They, they stick together. And these people will go down in, in a blaze of glory on any given day. They just stick together. The left does that really well. And not only do they stick together, but they stick together with the corrupted media. That's why we have the problems we're having here. I want to talk to you today, my fellow Americans, about we're going to start with stranded in Afghanistan, what this really means, what's it all about here. But a couple of uh, interesting military personalities coming on with us, and we'll talk. Uh, and there's a whole lot here to the story. So both of these guys are very, very informed here. And let me introduce them now and bring on first here a gentleman that I haven't talked to quite some time here. Uh, Jamie Williamson is uh, here, joins us. He is a retired a special forces colonel. Uh, with over 30 years service. Uh, Williamson's now a small business owner, a member of the Archangels Network, uh, which has been evacuating Americans uh, and others, uh, uh, partners from uh, Afghanistan, uh, which is really remarkable. And uh, I wanna bring you on, uh, Jamie here, and talk to you, uh, Colonel, about this. Um, uh, the, well, let's just start right there, man. This are the Archangels Network. Uh, that's really relevant right now to getting folks out of there. What's happening? What's that all about, please? Hi, Malcolm. Good to be back again. Well, um, the Archangels Project is a loose confederation of uh, individuals, mostly with special operations and intelligence community background, diplomatic background, um, with very unique skill sets and uh, very highly connected on Capitol Hill and other places. We've been uh, very effective for a group that is entirely self-funded. I think we've, uh, we're probably just over uh, 2000 souls that we've managed to successfully get out of Afghanistan. Now, is that, that in the last couple of weeks or is that before then? Or like, uh, what about in the last few weeks since this debacle? Jamie. Right. This this is since the collapse, uh, since the withdrawal wow. of American forces and the abandonment 
of well, our own citizens. Right, well, that's impressive. That let, let me let me say to you here now, first off, that's impressive, number one. Number two, I've been hearing a lot of stories from inside circles here, uh, and I was really pleased. I was I was not surprised at all, Jamie. I was actually blown away, but really cool. I started hearing that a lot of our special ops guys and a lot of senior military folks uh, and others, by the way, and, and others took matters into their own hands. And, and I was wondering how that was going to go. And they were out there in Afghanistan doing what really the government would not do and trying to get our citizens out and our partners and refugees. That's what this is all about here with the Archangels, right? Well, yeah, we um, that group of people, special operators and intelligence community, the, the, the code of honor is right. at the core of our ethos which is sorely lacking in upper levels of Department of Defense, State Department, and the White House itself. We have a sacred obligation to these people, to, certainly to our own citizens, uh, as well as our Afghan allies that have made tremendous sacrifices over the past two decades. Yeah. What, what, talk to me about, the. I mean, listen, this is dangerous. This, this is, I mean, when you think about what was going on just with the government and Taliban and how they swept over Afghanistan and got into Kabul and what inside of two weeks, I think it was, uh, this is dangerous, uh, uh, mission here. How do they pull this off? I mean, can you give us any inside baseball, uh, insight into how they do this? Uh, Carol? I, I can in very general terms, Malcolm, okay. uh, for operational security, which you know is very dear to us. That's right. Uh, we, do have, uh, we do have an individual on the ground uh, in the region. Uh, most of us are working remotely from here in the United States, spread across several time zones. Uh, it's amazing that we've been as effective as we have with the physical separation. Uh, so initially, the phase one operations were to get people onto HKIA. Uh, now, it became apparent well into the game that unless you were on the, the State Department secret list of admissions, more than likely you were not going to get on uh, unless you did by hook or by crook, which we were pretty effective at. Uh, certain things started to come to light. We had a manifest of UN people preferred that we were asked to get out. When I opened it, guess who sent it? Open Society, George Soros. So it's, it's, it's a smoking gun, I suppose, without concrete evidence. But it looks like a lot of these people are being funded both from Open Society, Soros money, and Clinton Foundation money. And there is a list of people that are somehow useful to the current regime. Uh, I don't even want to call it an administration. But these are the people, American citizens, SIVs, and others that are important to Biden and his cabal. Other than that, to include American citizens, of which I believe we have 42 at Mazari Sharif that have been denied getting on airplanes that are sitting on the ground waiting to evacuate them. So it's, uh, it, it's kind of a pay-to-play game, and, uh, and only if you have the right connections with the Biden administration, which is sad. Right, right. But any of these people that are in a waiting game in anywhere in that area, I mean, once and if and once they are discovered by the Taliban, I mean, they're going to be killed, yeah? 
Oh, we've already had people killed. Uh, day before yesterday, we had one of our local facilitators, drivers that was dragged out of his car, severely beaten to the point of being crippled. Mm. They didn't kill him. Uh, we've had one, two, uh, five individuals that were removed from their home, taken out and shot in front of their families. One of the wives was gang raped uh, in front of her family who were forced to watch. Oh my! God. And then they pulled the husband out and shot him. Uh, so this is not the new and improved friendly version of Taliban, despite mm. what they, they want us to believe. I believe that this government is going to recognize their legitimacy, which is a travesty in itself. But the people that we're dealing with, the American citizens and green card holders, one of the girls went dark on us three or four days ago. I have to fear the worst. We can't contact her. Mm. Um, we have the uh, 42, 46 American citizens uh, sitting on the ground at, uh, at Mazari Sharif. Um, these people are under threat of execution. And uh, it's, it's, it's not a game. It's not a hollow threat. We've already lost people uh, and we'll continue to do so. So now phase two is what we in special forces or special operations call the rat line, which is essentially a version of the underground railroad uh, moving people overland or a combination of overland and other means of transportation. I'm not going to get into details on that, but it's in progress right now with undisclosed numbers of people uh, of various categories uh, moving to various locations uh, for exfiltration. Uh, and that's going to continue probably for months until we run out of money or run out of people to move or those people end up detained or, or, or executed. Uh, thank you for sharing those details, um, really and truly, because I want to, I want Americans to hear what you're saying and the the real world impact of the people that are being killed, tortured, raped. Uh, these people are again as barbaric as one could be. Uh, there is there there is no worse evil really than what we're talking about right now. And for anybody, as you say, to think it's new and improved is sick. Uh, these people have uh, an ideology in them that will never change. It is their whole life mission uh, to die and to go to Allah. And they're happy to do it. They're happy to put on those vests and blow themselves up. It, it is the sickest ideology. And we've never been able to get our government to really talk about this in the way that, I mean, we talk about it at America Out Loud. We have experts who talk about this all the time and understand the impact of this, the real world impact. But yet government, they, they just turn the other way and ignore it. And one day it's not gonna be able to be ignored because it's here. And right now, even on our Southern border, these cats are coming over and they're planning their next attacks. Now with the terror thing all out there in the, in the light of day of Afghanistan, which, you know, you talk about a caliphate, which we were worried about in the Middle East. Well, now they got a whole freaking country uh, that they can uh, utilize to plan and strategize and what have you. Uh, it's pretty sick. Um, let me bring on right now here, uh, Dell Wilbur uh, joins us, and uh, it, it, always great to have Dell and his perspective. He's a former CIA and Department of Defense intelligence and counterterrorism officer. I uh, served overseas in Eastern, Western Europe, Middle East. Uh, it's just a, a 
great American hero. Great to have both Dale and uh, also Colonel, Colonel Jamie Williamson. We're just speaking to here uh, with me here. So, um, all right. In a piece, uh, you know, you summed it up pretty well, Dale, in a piece uh, on the network uh, just uh, a couple of days ago, I believe it was. And you have here, the headline of that was, will the Afghan failure be Joe Biden's Waterloo? And you say here, the Taliban is a sick, twisted and depraved ideology, along with their terrorist allies, uh, the Al-Qaeda. Uh, and while there may be no love between them, uh, as you're going to say, they actually, they will absolutely work together because they have a, a combined interest of their hatred for America. Uh, and now with 9-11 on the doorstep and all that's happening, uh, I've been anxious to talk to you, Dale, about this. Um, when we talk about terror and the Taliban itself, and you hear uh, what uh, Colonel Jamie Williamson was just talking about with here, what's your take on this? Uh, I mean, the fact that this has all happened, I, I, it's still hard to fathom that we've done what we've just done. This is probably the biggest screw up in our history, uh, pretty close to it anyways, Dale. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. All one has to do is think back on what happened with uh, ISIS in, in the uh, northern Iraq area that they claim was their, their caliphate. Uh, how, many, how many times did we see beheadings and uh, how many Americans were killed you know, by, the, by the ISIS uh, uh, barbarians, as you called them? Yeah. Uh, well, that's what that's what you're going to have in in uh, Afghanistan now. Uh, you know, how many Americans are left behind? How many of those will be, you know, put in an orange jumpsuit? That's what really concerns me is uh, I, I think we have a uh, probably uh, it's going to be done uh, less publicly because right now the Taliban is courting, you know, international recognition in that. But uh, uh, but soon we're going to start seeing. Uh, those same types of atrocities occur. I, I have no doubt. Yeah. All right. Let me, Dale, let me talk to you about, I, I want your professional opinion uh, from, from, from a, a military guy uh, about the, what I could call false choices. When uh, the president uh, said that he would either follow the agreement um, of the previous administration uh, for people to get out or send in thousands of more troops and escalate the war. In other words, he gave two options. We only had about 2,500 troops who were holding the whole country really at, at bay there and had the Taliban pretty well, um, you know, uh, controlled. Uh, of course, uh, we had the uh, Bagram Air Base as well. Uh, that was so important. Um, so what do you think about these false choices the Biden administration puts out there, trying to suggest that they didn't have a choice, that he had to escalate troops to the nth degree, or they had to uh, somehow follow what Trump had suggested? What do you think? Well, I think it's a crock. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Joe Biden's, uh, uh, I, I guess his, his, uh, knowledge of military uh, strategy and operations and that. I mean, uh, Joe Biden doesn't know the difference between an Abrams tank and a septic tank. I mean, the guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and, and you talk with any, any of the people who, who have a, a sound military background and that, like Jamie, uh, you know, we had 2,500 troops on the ground there that basically for the last, you know, year uh, that were maintaining control of the country and they were providing the it, it wasn't as much the the um military support as it was the the uh 
moral support for the Afghan military. Uh, with the Afghan military understanding and knowing that they still had Americans on the ground who were going to back them up if they got in a jam, that, you know, that, that was enough to keep them fighting. Once in the dark of night, we pulled out of Bagram and, uh, you know, when they show up to work the next day and it's like the base is empty, that had a, a huge psychological impact on, on the Afghan military. They basically were like, you know, hey, we're on our own now. We don't have America to back us up anymore. So, you know, they started looking uh, to, to cut their own deals or, you know, to cut and run, which, uh, which a lot of them did. Yeah, well, uh, they did, and uh, we're seeing the fallout from all of this now. And I, I'll tell you what, I am, I am uh, really um, not looking forward to see what happens next. Do you think, Dell, uh, that uh, you talked about like the Taliban and they're trying to get, I, you know, I don't even know how to sum that up. They're trying to um, get some sort of a PR recognition around the world somehow, like they're legitimate or something, like they just skated into Kabul and they're the legitimate government somehow. It's remarkable. And like you, I think it was Jamie that said that our government will probably recognize them as such right now with Biden in there and all of that. I, I guess, what do we expect to happen? Uh, first, you, Dell, on the case of terror, the case of 9-11 at our doorstep, uh, the fact that the Taliban flag will be flying over our embassy and uh, 20 years of, of blood and treasure and uh, commitment that this country has put into Afghanistan, um, what do we expect the, uh, the, the terror to happen here? Uh, do you expect that they'll hit us anytime soon? Or they, I mean, because you can't do that and play nice on the PR side with these people. What happens? Well, I mean, they've certainly been emboldened. You know, I mean, this has been a huge recruiting tool for, you know, for the uh, extremists out there who, who uh, you know, are going to flock to uh, Afghanistan now because, you know, they, they're kindred spirits. And, uh, you know, one thing, one thing I would like to mention is, you know, in 1975, I was in the Army, and I re recall watching, uh, you know, helicopters lift, uh, lift people off the roof of our embassy in Saigon. And, and our, our, you know, the, the, North, or the South Vietnamese military collapsed very much like uh, what happened in Afghanistan. And there, there was a book written by a former CIA officer, Frank Schnepp, who talked about, in fact, I believe the name of the book was Decent Interval. And he talked about the, uh, uh, you know, how we left people behind, uh, North or South Vietnamese uh, uh, people who had worked with us and, and cooperated with us, provided us intelligence, much like what's happened here. So you would think that we would, would learn from history somewhat, but uh, you know we're making the same mistakes, and and it's going to hit us right between the eyes with with terrorism because I think you're going to see an uptick, not just uh, in other parts of the world, but I think you're going to see it right here in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. I want to pick up on that uh, what Dell is saying there, and uh, you know the buildup of what's been happening on the southern border uh, has not escaped me from moment one, and yet hardly anybody's talking about that. Also, you know, you know, th think about this, people, uh, our buffoon media. I mean, they were all over Trump for anything he did on that southern border. They tried to make an ass out of the Trump administration every chance they could. Yet they don't bring up the story at all anymore. And the whole kids in cages and all of that, they came from the Obama administration. Yeah, this is what's so egregious about all this is our media and the, the false narratives and the, the untruths that they put out there. I just want everybody to be, uh, I mean, I know you probably all are aware, but just see how sick this is. 
I mean, how you know, if we had any level of truth coming out there that we could inform Americans properly, uh, we'd have half a shot here. But we don't even have the capabilities uh, unless we can get them over to uh, outlets like America Out Loud. We're sort of uh, at the mercy of, uh, you know, these networks and all that are putting all these lies and untruths and false narratives out there in a wicked way. But that southern border, I, I got to tell you, these people are not stupid. They've been looking at what's been happening here in America over the last many years. They know that Trump honored his red lines. They know that you didn't want to mess with somebody like this uh, because he would e exercise what he said. And then you have, you know, that's what they didn't want. So it's peace through strength. That was always Reagan's approach, number 40. It was, num it was number 45 as well. Now they see that Biden is not home at all. They know that. They know somebody else is running the government. They know they can get away with just about anything. And uh, so I, what worries me right now is this is just the tip of the iceberg and you're gonna start to see there's gonna be some other problems. I really have to say to you, I believe they're gonna take advantage of us in the weeks and months ahead. I don't say that proudfully or pridefully or with any joy in my step, people, believe me. But I have a bad feeling that uh, we're only starting to see the opening. And we've been on a roller coaster ride that has not been really fun here in this country over the last couple of years. We've gone from really energy independent, military execution at the highest level under the Trump administration. And, and it's got nothing to do with Trump. I'm just talking about the policies and the decisions he made. That's all I'm talking about. I don't care about the personalities. You can keep them, okay? That's what I'm talking about. All of that that was executed right there. And now we've gone really a 180 from all of that. And you only have to go back to November of 2019 you know, just before the Wuhan China virus, well, we started hearing the signs of that in December, November, December, in the news business, that's when I heard about it. It didn't get here and we didn't become a news story till January uh, 2020. But I, we knew what was happening. We knew the crematoriums were burning out in China, that we knew what was going on in Wuhan, that this virus was killing people by the drones. I mean, we knew all that. We, 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 we had all that information. And, and so the, the disparity between that point and where we sit now is, is mind-bending beyond belief. And, and it puts us in a, a very difficult spot here. Carl uh, Rove had some interesting things to say in the Wall Street Journal I want to share with you in just a bit here. And, and also the other thing, you know, we talk about what was our an, a really role and impact in Afghanistan. Uh, and, you know, we know there's going to be death and mayhem coming out of that because that's what the Taliban strives for. So the whole notion that we have people stranded in Afghanistan, as uh, Colonel Jamie Williamson was talking about a moment ago, we have special ops, we have military heroes that are out there trying to uh, and working from here, trying to get people out of there. But this is no easy task, people. This is no easy task. You're talking life and death here. And of course, you know, our special ops guys are accustomed to that. This, this is they've dedicated their life uh, to this sort of thing. So, I mean, I get it, but it's not to play trivial to any of this. Uh, there's a commitment here and it's, uh, it, it's, it's massive. Uh, we're speaking to Colonel Jamie Williamson here, a special forces guy and somebody that uh, uh, he has uh, patriot. These, both of these guys are patriots, patriots. Uh, I mean, these are guys who bleed red, white, and blue as many of our listeners do. I mean, there's a certain type of people here uh, that uh, we attract and, uh, and it's people who love our country, people who stand for the flag. 
Uh, that's that's. I mean, it's not hard to fathom people. Uh, Del Wilbur is here. He's a former CIA uh, a guy, uh, Department of Defense Intelligence, and uh, both have great backgrounds and uh, um, and, and uh, military expertise. Uh, and uh, and of course, um, uh, Colonel Williamson has been involved in this uh, the uh, Arc uh, Angels Network that he was talking about. The Arc Angels Network, uh, very interesting um, uh, people that are on the ground doing these kinds of things here. So. Anyways, Afghanistan, this is a moment we're not going to forget anytime soon what's transpired here. This is historic, what's happened here. And now they're going to try to change the media. They're going to change the sound bites and all of that, I guarantee you. And you, you've got a lot of things. There's a lot of, uh, lot of price to pay for what's just happened in the, in the form of terrorism, in the form of other things that this country is going to pay a price for. So a lot of people are wondering what happens now. They don't, I've got people telling me they don't even think Biden will make Christmas. Now, I don't know what that means exactly. I mean, you get a lot of opinions on that stuff. But quite frankly, a lot of us didn't think he'd get this far. And they keep doing it. They keep rolling them out. And it's like, you know, a weekend at Bernie's. They keep propping them up. And it's like, here he is. I don't know how they do it. I really, really don't. I mean, the guy, most of the time he's on media, on camera, telling people, uh, what do I do now? Oh, I can't talk about that. They told me not to talk about that. Oh, I, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, I, they, they won't allow me to do that. You, you just know immediately the guy doesn't really know what the hell is going on. He's reading the cues and the things he's coming fr in front of him, but that's it. I mean, this is, this is, this is, this charade is out in the open. Everybody knows. And, and again, the people who voted for him on the left, and they know, they know. But, you know, they were happy to roll the die and screw up our country based on the fact they didn't want Trump in there. They didn't want those successful policies. They didn't like his Twitter feed. These people are not highly intelligent, obviously. And that's what we're dealing with right now. It makes me sick. I don't know about you, but I, I just get so angry at what we're dealing with. All this was avoidable, people. Every damn thing we're talking about now, this is self-induced. This is self-pain. All this is avoidable. All of it. And yet we bought it all on ourselves, including what you what you pay out there for inflation and gas and your economy and your energy and lack of it. And now I wonder, I mean, you know, I, I was thinking the other day, I was talking to a general yesterday. Uh, that was a great program yesterday. If you missed it, he was phenomenal. Uh, general Don Bulldog, he was terrific. And as he says, I mean, is now the time that our enemies, you know, do an EMP attack? You know, is that is this what happens now? Uh, listen, uh, as we fight forward here on America Out Loud, let me also remind you, HealthyCell.com. I've been taking this product for three and a half years, my fellow Americans, and it is amazing. It's remarkable. It's not the old vitamin pills. It's gel pack. So you can take it you know, right out of the little package. It's easy to travel with two or on the road or whatever, but you can just take it right from the package and you can put it in water or yogurt or whatever you want to do. It tastes good. It's like say for black cherry or different flavors. You know, it's really, really good stuff. But uh, this stuff, they've got REM sleep focus. You've got your daily regimen and you've got the uh, immune super boost which uh, is uh, really like a COVID care package. It's got the zinc and echinacea and A and D, and that's phenomenal stuff. All our listeners get 20% off the first order. All that information, just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud, uh, and you get that discount just by going there. Or click a banner ad back at America Out Loud. But I highly recommend, listen, you got to take care of yourself. I just went through COVID myself, as you already know out there. And uh, thank God my immune system was, was in good shape. It still hit me pretty hard. 
Um, but yeah, that's the kind of thing COVID does. You don't really know. Um, and I, and I'm a healthy guy. I, I so I figured, I thought, uh, lifestyle wise, I never smoked. I exercise, you know, I take healthy cell, but uh, you never know when these viruses or these problems are going to hit you in your life. So anyway, stay healthy, stay fit, healthycell.com forward slash out loud. Uh, we're going to take a pause here. We'll continue back on here with the, with Bo Del Wilbur and uh, Colonel Jamie Williamson here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is the McCullough Report. Are you tired of being tired? Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cells REM Sleep Supplement. These are pill-free supplements in a gel pack. They're so easy to take before you go to bed. I'm so tired during the day now, working so hard, but restless at the same time. I'm going to take a Healthy Cell before sleep tonight so I can restore my REM sleep and wake up refreshed. Now go to HealthyCell.com, use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD, for a 20% off your first order of any product. Let's get real, let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. AmericaOutloud.com is the alternative from the agenda-driven globalist. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. On-demand podcast or real-time talk radio with our streaming apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. to the voice of a nation. It is yours truly here, Malcolm Out Loud, and thank you for being with me, friends, on the mission as always here. Uh, we're coming at you every day here, weekdays at 6 p.m. There is an encore at 10 p.m. as well. I've got a lot happening back at the network there, and a lot of new things always coming up here, so we'll, we'll keep you informed as, uh, as things continue on here. Uh, we're talking about Afghanistan today and uh, talking about stranded in Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, what, what's taken place here is, uh, is a moment in time. And I think everybody knows, both, both sides of the political aisle know what's taken place. I mean, you don't leave Americans behind. We've never done that in history, other than the, the Benghazi moment, which the Obama administration brazenly did. Uh, you know, uh, 
really though, sacrificing people for their greater good. You know, I want to say that to you actually a moment, okay? Sacrificing people. And that's what the Biden administration just did. They were willing to sacrifice people for their greater good. Now that should really irritate the hell out of you. Not not just, uh, you know, uh, not just, I mean, including both our Americans, American citizens, but also our partners, people who put their life on the line, the uh, 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 Afghan partners and people that were there over the 20 years that helped us. I mean, they were willing to sacrifice those lives for, for their greater good. The fact that he wanted to be out by 9-11 and say he somehow was a hero and ended the war. And he thinks he did a spectacular job. If you heard his uh, uh, speech the other day, it's like, oh yeah, we, we would extraordinary success. He, those are the words he used. I mean, extraordinary success. That's what they had obviously written on the cue card for him because you don't know what day of the week it is. But uh, how could you call any part of this? You, you, you just had 13 American lives. 13 of our troops were dead. I mean, their commitment, that totally was avoidable. That didn't have to happen, people. That's not like there was, a, you know, a choice where we, you know, we had to legitimately sacrifice some blood to do something that was critically important for humanity. That was not it at all. That was avoidable. I mean, that's what really rubs me the wrong way. And those lives, I mean, they're gone. That's, that's not fear, people. That's BS. It's not fear at all. Yet the loony left, you know, they have a history of this, leaving people by. They have no personal look at Benghazi. They had no problem with it, the Obama administration, all of that. You know, now look at Afghanistan with all of this happening here. And, and, and we're talking about this is the most evil, wicked barbarians on the planet. If you were looking for a glimpse of hell, if, if you wanted to know what hell looked like, or you wanted to know who was in charge of hell, like what Satan, this is what you, this is the, that's the Taliban. If, if you, if you had a crystal ball and you could look at, well, I just, I, you know, God, I just want to see what does hell really look like? Can you tell me who's running hell? Can you, can you tell me that? And, and if, if God was able to give you a glimpse of what hell looked like or what it was, it would be Kabul up there, it would be Afghanistan or even the mountains, any of that stuff. And the way they kill and terrorize people, that, that's, that would be hell. And their sister cousin is back in the Middle East, you see? I mean, I don't know what else to say, but that, that, that's the way it is. And, and we, we can only, you know, uh, uh, warn people of what's happening, but you've got to get the right people to make policy, to make change, or it, it's not going to happen here. All right, Carl Rove had an interesting piece in the Wall Street Journal. And uh, he says, uh, and I want to get your opinion. Uh, let's bring on uh, Colonel Jamie Williamson is back with us here. And, and uh, our uh, former CIA guy, Del Wilbur, is with us both here. And uh, Jamie, I want to ask you here, that, well, Carl Rove, let me just tell you. He says, uh, and, you know, I noticed in the article he kept referring to, it's funny how a lot of us just can't put the word president with the word Biden. And I noticed he kept calling him Mr. Biden, Mr. B I kind of chuckled with it because that was Carl Rove. He said, Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden. I mean, we don't know what else to call him. Mr. Buffoon would work as well. But anyways, that's what they know. So he says, uh, Mr. Biden's surrender in Afghanistan and the chaotic, inept, and shameful way he affected the capitulation have left an indelible stain on his presidency. The distortions he used to justify his actions compounded this historical blunder. I have to tell you, Colonel Williamson, that really got my attention. I thought, Carl, I'm not a big fan of Rove, but I thought he nailed it with that statement 
uh, of the distortions and trying to say this was uh, some sort of a extraordinary success, he called it. I about did a double take and fell on the floor when I seen this this guy, this uh, uh, supposed whatever he is, uh, the fact that he would have the audacity to come out and say such a thing and his handlers had him say that. Could you believe that, how remarkable that moment was? Well, I think he had the audacity to steal an election, if <clears throat> that's my personal opinion. But I got to agree with Carl, the, the duplicity and the dishonor of this regime or administration. It's inexcusable. Nobody is this inept, not even Joe Biden. This was a deliberate plan to break something so badly that it was beyond fixing. When I saw that we had given up our leverage and given up Bagram, Jalalabad, and Kaf, Kandahar, uh, you know, and then <clears throat> turned it over to the military and basically say, here's a turd, make a sandwich. You know, it's uh, one of our people spoke to, uh, I, I had the, the Joint Communication Center from the Pentagon call me asking for help, our group. Um, a four-star, who I won't mention, <clears throat> told this guy, hey, we're just along for the ride. It's the White House and State Department that are running this show. I firmly believe that bigger than Afghanistan, the strategic goal here is the removal of the United States from its position mm. of global dominance. Mm. That is... That's the George mm. Soros plan. That's the Biden administration plan. It, incidentally, in case nobody's noticed, this is Obama 3.0, mm -hmm. the same Benghazi team that so badly screwed up Benghazi yeah. uh, and, and caused the death of four Americans. Jen Psaki was the mouthpiece. Jake Sullivan, Victoria Newland. They've all been promoted so they can create bigger disasters and kill more people than four, which they've been very good at already. Yeah, we've been talking about the point you just made, Jamie, uh, so much uh, with the, the, you mentioned the Obama 3.0. It's all over our uh, network. Our listeners know they do know he's involved in this. Uh, it's like a shadow presidency almost uh, with him and also Susan Rice, who's involved in this. Uh, the Clintons certainly have their hands in the air. What's remarkable is that they're so good at keeping things, um, uh, well, sort of semi-secret or whatever the hell they do. That is remarkable. Here's, there's something very important you just mentioned. I don't want to lose sight of, uh, Jamie, that I want to talk to both you and Dell about, actually. And I, I've been asking myself, and I think most listeners are wondering as well, like, okay, so... You know, anytime we've had a president or administration, we typically expect or think that they love our country. We typically expect that they're going to make the right policy choices or at least somewhere in the ballpark for what they believe is good for America, what's right for America. When you look at policies across the board that have been totally uh, dysfunctional and have been... Uh, so against any American principles. They're not good for the American people. I'm talking everything. I'm talking domestic policy. I'm talking budget-wise and debts. I'm talking economically. I'm talking military decisions. I'm talking about energy independence. I'm talking about everything. Southern border. I'm talking about immigration. Everything across the board, no matter what policy you look at, 
the decision that was made is directly against our in, in against our interest. Uh, it has no value to our interest at all, which makes me start to think, and I've been thinking about this for a while, what is their real end goal? What do they really want to accomplish? And I think you just nailed it, Jamie. You just said it. They want to pull America off the world stage. I mean, we're kind of onto this. I mean, I think we all are onto it because it's such a screw up at this point. It's not like you have to look real hard to figure out something's not right. What do you think happens now between Biden being in there? Some people that don't think he's got much longer, he's not gonna make the end of his term, they believe. But then you've got Harris, who a lot of people think were groomed uh, because she is, she's a, she's a terror herself um, with her. And we're in a very bad spot for the next few years, aren't we, buddy? We are absolutely. And again, you know, this is part of a deliberate plan. In fact, you can go back to some of the radio shows that Dell and I had done earlier on your network where we talked about yeah. the uh, the plans that was in writing in the delegation. This group will handle the media. This group will handle the finance. This group handles policy. Mm -hmm. They spelled it all out, just like Mein Kampf. Uh, nobody took it seriously, <laughs> but it's it's going down right now. The dissension that is as, and the division in the United States, we've taken major steps back in race relations, back to the Johnson era in the 60s. Uh, the, uh, the welfare state and, and then, of course, the control with the COVID and, and the mandates. And But I think uh, Kamala is seen as the heir apparent because she's even more malleable. Uh, Biden's totally malleable, but he's an idiot. He's just an oxygen thief. Uh, yeah. and, and I agree. I, I, he will be, if he doesn't die, and I don't, well, that the other alternative is he'll just be removed by the 25th Amendment because clearly he's incompetent. The honeymoon's already over. Even MSNBC and ABC and the major networks yeah. are starting to question. I mean, you can't ignore it anymore. No administration could possibly be as incompetent as this unless it was planned, yes, regardless yeah. of the consequences, God, leaving that's... Americans behind, whatever it may be. Yeah, it was so terrible. well said. Oh, my God, Jamie, you're killing it here. But uh, unless it was planned, I got to stop you there, because when you say unless it was planned, that echoes in our ears because... You're, you're right. I, this almost has to be planned, right? I mean, how the hell can you, how can you be this much of a screw up, like you say, if it's not planned, right? There's even dissension in his own administration now yeah. for the way he's handled this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's get to Dale on the mic here. He's about ready to explode, I think. Uh, but Dale, I, I, you know, I, I think that uh, this had to, Jamie says, it's unless it planned. I mean, and then you see the decision making that's going on and it's one after the next, after the next, after the next. Uh, Dale, I think that uh, uh, it, it obviously they want the country to fail. I mean, I, and you don't have to be a partisan. You don't have to be politically to figure that out, but everything they touch, they just take the opposite view of what's best for our country and they seem to make that decision. How long, you know, we can sit and bitch about this all day long, Dell. We can get on social media and call everybody everything in the sun and get suspended and all that nonsense. I get it. I get it. 
But really, I'm getting a lot of people in my ear. I'm talking about a lot of intelligent people now I'm speaking about. I'm not talking about people who don't know, but intelligent people are saying to me, Malcolm, we really need to take matters into our own hands. Malcolm, we, we can't just sit and complain about this anymore. We got to bring people together. In other words, they feel this thing is really slipping away and we've got to take action right now. What do you say to all that, Dale? Well, I, I hearken back to uh, it was the uh, uh, campaign of 2008 when Barack Obama invited everybody to join him as he fundamentally transformed the United States. He wasn't kidding. And then fast forward, you know, uh, towards the last year of his uh, his presidency, when uh, during an interview, uh, he very clearly said that uh, after he leaves office, his work isn't done. So. Uh, I agree with everything that Jamie just said a, a minute ago in that this this what is going on uh, has been a strategy that's been underway now for quite a few years. And all, all one has to do is look to Martha's Vineyard. OK, and that's what, what that's the guiding hand behind everything that we're seeing. You, you know, Malcolm, you see my writing, uh, you know, uh, over the last uh, several months and that where I have made this point repeatedly that uh, Barack Obama has a, has a major hand in what's going on right now. His major domo, Valerie Jarrett, is his uh, his hatchet person that uh, uh, you know runs the uh, the operations behind the scenes of that and gets things gets things done. But uh, but there's no doubt in my mind that uh, you know uh, back uh, during his presidency when he was asked about American exceptionalism. And he very clearly said then, well, you know, every country's exceptional in their own way. You know, you've got this country's exceptionalism. You've got that kind. He truly does not believe in this country. And and his intent has always been to knock us down a few notches. And, and uh, so so what Jamie said is absolutely spot on. Yeah, he's been a cancer to our nation, Adele, without doubt, uh, Obama, Barack Obama, for sure. I mean, his eight years, I railed against so much. Uh, his policies were atrocious, but his legacy that's still ongoing now uh, is is so, so difficult to, to swallow for any American who loves our nation. Dell, do you think how much of a, I, I really want to get your um, your sense, your, your gut, I guess best way to say it is your gut feeling. Do you, you know, I mentioned, I said in one of the moments of my rants about an EMP, I've said about other things. I, again, I'm not an alarmist. I'm, I'm not trying to get, I'm not a fear monger, any of that. I, in fact, I'm, I'm an optimist. I, I believe wholeheartedly on the shining city on a hill that uh, Reagan always talked about. Uh, I get a sense though, or I don't know if you get a sense that we're so weakened right now. I think someone's going to take advantage or try something. I don't have a good feeling about this. I don't know when, but I have a sense. You have any sense of that, buddy? Well, I'm very, very concerned because you're right. We are in a very weakened state. And, it, and it's not that we are weak militarily. We've still got a strong uh, armed forces and, and a strong deterrent. But the problem is, is we don't have leadership. We are in a very weakened state right now. And uh, certainly, you know, uh, from a strategist point of view, uh, if I were one of our adversaries, I'd be looking right now to punch us right between the eyes. That's what I'm thinking, Dell. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And I, I've had the same sense of feeling. That's why I wanted to hear what you said about that. 
Uh, let me tell folks as well, by the way, uh, Del Wilbur, you're listening here. Uh, it, I mean, we really love Del here on the network and appreciate, but if you go to our website on the main site, Mark Barlow, look under our team, just go down to Del Wilbur, you'll get all his write-ins uh, and definitely uh, you'll get a good sense of uh, where he's at, a lot of the policies. Uh, the last uh, last one was, will the Afghan failure be Joe Biden's Waterloo? Uh, may very well be still probably around the front page or so. So check that out, please. Uh, also, I want to thank you, Dale, but also thank uh, Colonel Jamie Williamson. You know, Jamie, I want to tell you, uh, this um, thing you're doing now, I, I really applaud you and our special ops guys and the others on the Archangels Network. Uh, great job, buddy. <clears throat> Thank you. I appreciate it. It's uh, quite a team and there's a lot of other similar groups out there doing the same thing as we. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So, uh, and, and uh, you know, you, you got to admit uh, with our uh, uh, special ops and our military heroes friends that uh, they are uh, always willing to put themselves into harm's way uh, to be able to save Americans. They, you know, it, there's something, I mean, we talk about honor in the Constitution. They, 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 they say, they take an oath, an oath is the best way to say it. Uh, and it's an oath that is so honorable. It just, it, it, how do I say to you, it, it connects your, it's your DNA, the best way I can say it, I think, it becomes your DNA. And that connection you have in the principles, that's what our country is based on. It's patriots like that and people who really understand our, our nation and are, are willing to uh, really sacrifice in, in the biggest way that you could. Uh, it's, it's incredibly an honorable thing and it's what uh, makes, uh, our country, the United States of America, different from every other country. It's the people, it's we the people. The only thing we the people need to start doing better is we need to self-govern better. We need to remember that we control. We can go actually up there and fire those uh, buffoons in Washington, believe it or not. And you can do that certainly at an election, but we can take matters in our own hands anytime we want. They work for us, these, these bitches work for us. And uh, so just remember, you know, we're self-government, that means you know, that's the, the, that you understand what that means, people. That's what's unique about this American experiment. Uh, you know, Dell was talking about American exceptionalism. You bet. You bet. And, and he's right. The, 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 the other guy was, yeah, you have France exception, Germany. Shut up. You know, shut up. Um, the, the Obama strategy. Man, I'll tell you what, that guy has been a train wreck. Uh, for this country and uh, the, the left, the Marxist left, they're out of control and that we need to put that genie back in the bottle or throw the genie back in the deep ocean so it never comes out again here. Uh, tremendous thank you to Colonel Jamie Williamson and former CIA Del Wilbur. It's just awesome to have them on here and get their thoughts, opinions here. Uh, so a lot of stuff we're covering here on the network. Again, I told you we'd be on this Afghanistan thing, uh, and I think you get a sense of what's happening. The fallout is just starting. Uh, there's going to be a lot more to talk about on this, and we'll see what happens next. But uh, we're on a perilous road right now. And I, I have to tell you, many of us did predict this uh, back before Biden uh, you know, was given the, uh, the nod or whatever you want to call it with this election uh, by the power brokers and the far left. Uh, which are totally out of control here. Uh, well, we got to do our job, people. We all got to do our thing here. Thank you for joining me on the mission here on The Voice of a Nation. Get back and listen to the program there, to the networks. Great program and all evening long in the primetime lineup here. Uh, and remember, friends, get involved, get loud. It's time. It's time.